E.T. Extremely brief. I've only got two points about it, nice. and like then it uh, stands for extraterrestrial. A one point. What did I say? I, I was I was implying. No, you said E.T. Extremely brief, and I was implying that you meant that E.T. stood for. <laughs> it's not funny when extremely you have to explain it. <laughs> it is because I didn't even realise I said it. I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're talking about films when aliens come to visit Earth. It's the Guys on Film podcast. <laughs> Extremely loud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you think to that? Uh, if I were an alien, I'd, like in Mars Attacks, I think my head would have exploded from <laughs> the sort of sound pollution from that. Yeah, okay. would have exploded in my little um, glass vessel. Okay. But that's a great comeback. Ollie, straight in with the prepared banter there. Yeah, uh, absolutely on it. You'd think after a month of preparation, uh, all condensed into 24 hours, that I'd, I would be on it. You, you filled the entire 24 hours with preparation oh yeah loads of it yeah yeah uh so what have we got okay oliver we've got absolutely tons of stuff we're gonna cover when when aliens come to visit earth and and how that's portrayed in the movies okay we try to stray away a little bit from the really big hollywood blockbuster types but we're looking a little bit more at like sort of the strange i think the x-files movie uh, x-files music gave it away a little bit it's the sort of weird visits to earth movies that we're looking into yeah so that includes i think you've got a quiz for me in uh, seggy one i have what will that be like uh so what's it called it's called do you want to believe i mean it's not exactly what i thought it would be uh the original segment was the original segment was going to be called alien or sutin that required quite a lot of work um so what i've actually got is i've got so you know you've got work like, that couldn't be fit into the last 24 hours yeah and I was basically working backwards from a title which is kind of never good um, so basically what I've got is the close encounters scale that goes from 1 to 7 or 8 or 9 or whatever it may be and I'll be going through each one of those and I'll be asking you is it true or is it false or do you want to believe what I'm what I'm telling you is true or false that's that's why it's called do you want to believe uh, so there we go okay and then we've got uh, life scores as usual and then we'll be going into a deep dive on these extra extraterrestrial visit movies so uh, we're going to cover ET we're going to cover um, what else what have you got on your list batteries not included cocoon for me uh Slimy classic, uh, Fire in the Sky. Slimy classic. It's slime-tastic. You've had a slimy classic. (laughs) Uh, Signs, Uh, Contact, maybe War of the Worlds, Independence Day, you know. Mars Mars Attacks. attacks. I mean, we say we're not going for the big blockbusters, and I've just read, you know, most of them out there. Um, Well, I've got some info on Quatermass and the Pit, the Hammer Horror film, so hey... It's a varied selection. Do you think that X-Files, I want to believe, was something that was made working back from the title? You've just watched it recently. I haven't got a clue. I, th- I think they just needed to put that in there 
um, just to get people in because I don't think the plot alone would have got people through the door. And X Files Two doesn't sound very good. No. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we'll talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Ian, do you want to believe? Uh, I can't believe. You can't believe. Okay, well now I'm forcing you to try and believe. Okay, so there are a certain scale of alien encounter... And these are called close encounters. So this is when you are sort of seeing something otherworldly, something unaccounted for, something unknown. Uh, something so in your shed. Yeah. So there's a whole there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, you, you'd have seen the film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, uh, but would you know that actually there is more than just three kinds? I mean, it just sounds like it's made up or something. No, it's not made up. Not all of it's made. Some of it's made up. And some of it isn't. But is the scale made up? <laughs> no, the scale's not made up. Before we actually get to the uh, the list, there's a few that I'm going to ask you whether or not they are real or not. But, but these are these are before it gets to a numbered kind. You've got eternal lights, and that's strange lights in the night sky. Just quickly, true or false? True. That's true. Bing, bing, bing. Daylight discs. So UFOs observed um... in the daytime gonna have to say false it's also true daylight discs and you normally expect for some reason that ufos always appear at the night time i don't know why radar visual so ufo reports that have been confirmed over radar only is that like when like one of those little funny plectrum shaped faces with eyes on it uh appears on the radar in green yes mm, i'm gonna say false it's also a real one now we're moving on to the close encounters. So, close encounter of the sensory kind. So this is an alien aroma or sound that cannot be identified. <laughs> I'd say that's definitely true because I've experienced alien aromas and, and sounds at your house many times. <laughs> well, you may have done that, but I think you know where they came from. It was yourself. Yeah, and it's, I never it's smelled false. them one of I've, on my own. I've, I've made that one up. Okay. Um, <laughs> aromas. Okay. <laughs> what is that alien? I want aroma? a T-shirt that says "alien alien aroma" on it. Uh. <laughs> okay. So, close okay. encounter of the first kind. So, these are visual sightings of a UFO less than five hundred feet away that show considerable detail and appreciable angular extension. That's been seen or reported. Yeah. True or false is so misleading, Ollie. I mean, every one of these is kind of debatable. Well, that's why we're having but this yes, debate. But yes, I'd say true. Okay, it's, it's, this it's true. true or false debate? Yeah, it's true. It's true. So this is when uh, you see it with your eyes. Okay. Okay, so now a close encounter of the second kind. This is where it gets interesting because we all kind of know what a first kind is. And, you know, we've seen the film. We know what... A, we pretty much know what a third kind is. So I can't pull the wool over your eyes on that one. But have I have I done you a wrong here? So Close Encounters of the Second Kind. It's a UFO event where an alleged physical effect has happened. This can be interference in a vehicle's function, animals reacting strangely, physiological effects like paralysis, 
or scorched vegetation verified chemical trace. Chemical trace well, confirmed. I've I've seen the X Files. Oh yeah. Oh. And there are, there are bits in the X Files where they report that time skips and uh, the the dials inside their car go all wonky. And I'm pretty sure that if it was appearing in the X Files, they'd have been sort of taking this stuff from source material that was sort of hot in the conspiracy sort of yeah. area. And so I would imagine that yes, that's something that's been reported at some time rather. It's a close encounter of the third kind. This encounter is used when an animated object or creature is present. It can include the pilots or occupants of a UFO, whether they be humans, aliens, or robots. False. What? It's true. What? Prove it. Uh, it's not provable. Great, so it's false. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what would you say a close encounter of the third kind is? Meeting um, an alien, in it? I don't know what you're asking me. I'm starting to lose the plot here. Are you asking me if that's what the close encounter type yes. is, or if it's been reported? Yeah, before? yeah, well, yeah. Oh, now you get it. Okay, only three questions in. Sure, let's go. Um, close encounter of the third kind. I mean, that's like not a one, two, but it's, uh, it's number three. Uh. Anyway, go on. Okay, four. Let's let's find out about what you think a four. Okay, is. a close encounter of the fourth kind. Uh, this encounter is when photographic evidence is captured of an unknown animated object or supposed alien creature. I think the... Because you called this a scale. Yeah. But it, to me, it doesn't seem as though it's escalating. One, two, one, two and three seem like it's... Yeah, that, that's kind of an escalating the, chain of events, but four is kind of what, rolling back a bit? Or would you say that actually yeah, having evidence... having further removed is you know is is another escalation being able to prove able to prove it i think you try to put i think you try to put that is what that is exactly what i'm doing yeah yeah and i think it's false and i think i've got an idea of what i think four why don't you tell me what a number four is i think it's when they're in you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, escalate 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 escalate. (laughs) no um Close encounters of the fourth kind. This encounter involves a human being abducted by a UFO or its occupants. Oh, abduction. This is being taken. Like, maybe that's the next Taken film, Taken Fourth Kind. So the aliens... Oh, that's actually pretty good. Taken Fourth Kind. Okay, a close encounter of the fifth kind. This is somewhat unfortunate, but... This encounter inv- in you. This encounter involves verified evidence of the penetration of the human body with an alien implement or other biological organ or implement. I was only one off. Okay. So Yes, true. It's false. Great. I've, Five I've made it I've made it up. Um, a close encounter of the fifth kind involves a direct communication between humans and aliens, not you know, direct being in you as you as you put it. Listen, listen. Body no, language you listen. is a language. <laughs> body language. <laughs> are, you sp- <laughs> are you speaking my body English? <laughs> okay, uh, moving swiftly on. So close encounters of the sixth kind. Now, if we're talking escalate, 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 and a fifth kind is having a chat with an alien, the sixth kind yeah. involves the death of an animal or human associated with a UFO sighting. It just jumps from 
communication to, to death. death. Escalate, about, escalate, escalate. What about wrestling? Choke What about re- relationship in the middle? <laughs> Romance with that's a five and a half. Yeah. I'm gonna go true because I don't know. I find it hard to understand. Really, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <sighs> Great. Well done. You did well. Wow. Is that six? Is six it? No, the seventh kind. Okay. okay. This encounter okay. involves the act of lovemaking between a man, woman, or animal and an alien life form. Man, woman, or animal. Hello. And an alien oh, life God. form. It's false. Well, it is false in that I wrote that sentence, but if you have a listen to the actual one, it's quite close. So. The close encounter of the seventh kind involves the creation of an alien and human hybrid either by artificial methods or by sexual reproduction. <laughs> so, not too far oh, off. No, actually, I like that. Ooh, <laughs> sex. <laughs> All of this is kind of bullshit. Have you ever had a, any of these? One to seven, have you ever had any of them? I'm saying no. You're saying no? Okay, fine. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, a four. How's your life? It's, pre- it's pretty good. Um, I made a cake the other night. It was a <laughs> banana loaf. And so I made it and it was, it was getting quite late at night. So I didn't have a slice in the evening because it was about 10 o'clock when it finished cooking so the house smelled amazing Um, but I took it into work the next day and let me tell you it was scoring off the chart well not just under the chart so uh, Mandy gave it a 9 friend of friend of the podcast Toby gave it a 9.8 wow and uh, other other colleagues gave it... That's that's 98%. Gave it uh, spot-ons and delicious. So wow. I think I did really well. So that's that's actually made me quite happy that I successfully made a really nice cake. That's just... What that tells me is that nobody, including the people that made the alien scale, nobody knows how to use a scale. <laughs> well... Um, out of 10, this ranks delicious. <laughs> this ranks spot-on. <laughs> Uh, so what else has been going uh, on? Cool, that's nice. Uh, so what else has... Was it a banana loaf that had uh, chocolate bits? It didn't it? have chocolate bits. It was just... Ian, I just kept it to the banana. I thought that it could go okay. the distance with just the banana. It didn't need the chocolate uh, to bolster it at all, and I was right. Okay, that's that's great. That's fair. Um, what else has been going on? So I just wanted to quickly ask you, you, you kind of uh, said on the internet that I was sore AF over my uh, Detective Pikachu rant about not being keen on Ryan Reynolds' voice. And I've since rolled back on it a little, but I I just wanted to ask you your opinion if you've seen it. I've seen the trailer. I was actually quite up for a film like that in relation to Pokemon because, I mean, I don't don't love Pokemon, but I think that maybe would have been the thing that got me a little bit more like, oh yeah, that was good. And, and kind of, I don't know, I just feel like I'm maybe part of like the Poke Nerd Society, something like that. Um, Ryan Reynolds has fully put me off. It's just, it, it really, really is just like, um, I know it's the cliched thing to say about this now, 
because it's well rehashed opinion but <sighs> Deadpool yeah it's just Deadpool in Pikachu form without as much swearing yeah I mean that was that was my initial he, thing is that you if you get someone if you voice cast someone with you know he's always behind a mask anyways Deadpool um, so if, yeah. if you're basically casting him then he's just going to sound that way it just sounds like Deadpool I, I know a lot of people are yeah. up for that um, one of the things that kind of changed my mind was because I was a, a, a bit ignorant to what it actually was it does actually transpire that in the Japanese uh, game, the Pikachu that's actually voiced is a kind of gruff, hard-boiled detective voice. So I do kind of get what they were doing. Um, but I do hear that they, all the fans wanted Danny DeVito. And I actually think that that would have been quite good because he's not particularly associated with any other sort of cartoon character. And I think that would have been quite good. I think that would have worked quite well. I don't know why, because obviously it wasn't Bob Hoskins doing the voice, but it just made me think of Bob Hoskins' voice within Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, but Danny DeVito would have been good. I think when you say it makes more sense to have Ryan Reynolds do that, it kind of doesn't, because he's got this high-pitched, whiny, and I'm going to just cut to the chase, douchebaggy voice. Sure. It's snarky that doesn't and sound sassy, like a hard-boiled... It's more sass. Snar- snarky. Snarky is the word yeah. that's ideal. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like he's like he's like one of the bad kids in a South Park episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh so uh, okay. Uh, so th- there's that. Um I-, I watched at the weekend with the kids. It was Rosie's choice. We were like, you know, having a a movie night. So myself, Eric and Rosie watched uh, The Boy with the Striped Pajamas. Have you seen this film? Why did you watch that? I was not. I was literally not prepared hmm. because she's read. She's reading the book at school, so she wanted to watch the film. And don't get me wrong, okay. we all thought it was a brilliant film. I, I think it's a a bloody brilliant film. Wow! I thought it was great. 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 But yeah. oh my word, has it got the darkest thing that happens in it in practically any film that I think I've ever seen? Ro- as soon as it hmm. finished, Rosie said. I did not like that, but it was very good. And I know what she meant, and I, I kind of fully agree. Have you seen it? I actually have not. It is, it is well, well worth a watch. The subject matter. It, it is well worth watching. It's, okay. it's a big recommendation for me. It's, there's a very weird thing that's going on with the accents in it. So we've had this discussion before, and I kind of know where you stand on it. But basically, the dad, the head of the household, he's like an SS commander, and he's in charge of Auschwitz. Um, and this family go and live in a house and it's kind of like at the, you know, on his, on the sort of back door of it. And that's how the boy, you know, manages to sort of, uh, of the house manages to go and speak to the, the boy that's been, you know, in the, in the concentration camp because they're so close. Now the German family are all speaking with a very sort of cut glass English accent. And it, it takes a little while to really kind of, you know, for that to sort of, pass and for you to go okay fair enough let's just see what the story does and by the end of it you, you know you don't care um because it's it's really effective mm. but it does take a little while that's my only thing it did take a little while for me to sort of get used to that but it's a it's a really good film and uh i think that i just ollie's know, only thing okay ollie's one thing yeah i would say at the moment i'm probably like my cake a nine out of ten wow, wow. okay uh How are that's you? pretty high um uh, 
Uh, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, would you like to play a little game of higher or lower? Sure. Um, how much would you be willing to pay for water? For what? A, a, a bottle of water? Mm, no, the water that you use over the course of six months. 150, something like that. Is that, okay. is that reasonable? Higher. 250. Higher. I mean, you do live in London. Mm, higher. 450. Higher. 650. <laughs> higher. Can I go lower? No. <laughs> Eight, 800. Um, eight ton. Mm, 956 pounds. What? 956 pounds. Just for water? Just for water. Now, Ian for is. Six months. Ian. Uh, quick question. Is that um, rates you're on or is that a meter? That's a meter. Okay, so um, when you're brushing your teeth, do you keep the tap running? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's your first mistake. <laughs> um, I've had a bit of a nightmare with my water bill, so that's that's taken my life my life score down maybe one point already. So I'm down. I mean, how did that happen? Is that is that just um, the cost of water or? No, I like that you were being strung along like that for a little while. I, I know you weren't fully strung along, but you went with it for a little while. Yeah. There. Um, the rates in London for water are not much different. I usually pay something like 150 for that period of time as well. Okay. Just like you said. Okay. Great guess. On my floor, all the other uh, flats are suffering the same issue, getting bills that are six times as much um, because there's been some crazy leak in the building or something. So... You know, it's just that kind of rigmarole that you can't be arsed with. I mean, are you gonna you know are mean? you gonna pay it? Or are you gonna fight it? Is he no. gonna go is he gonna go to court? Um luckily I spoke to Thames Water and they seem quite nice. Are you willing to go to jail over this? <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. Okay. It's gonna get all sorted out hopefully. Um so it's not that bad, but it's just a bit of an unnecessary stress. I slept for two hours last night, Ollie. Is it couldn't get to do to with? Oh, it's not to do with the wrestling because normally when you get very little sleep, it's wrestling based. No, it's it's just I got I got a book out and I started reading, and then I started trying to get to sleep about half past ten. So it was a really early quiet night. Okay. And then I couldn't sleep. I just couldn't sleep. So that's taken me down another peg. So I want to say. So you went and had a really long overall. shower. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. Uh, I just lay there in silence. Um, but the good things that have been going on have been, I went back to the homeland. I went to Scotland for five days. I had a couple of days off last week, which is uh -huh. nice. Yeah, overall, everything else is going pretty well. It's just those two blips, really. So that's the okay. news for me. I did watch the film, Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, with Annette Benning and Jamie Bell from uh, Billy Elliot. Okay. Do you remember him? I do. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's actually a very good film. It's about... Uh, I didn't realise, I thought it was a sort of fictional um, character, the actress that uh, Annette Benning plays. But it turns out it's a real actress and it's a story of the love between a sort of fading actress and this up-and-coming actor who doesn't really ever make it. But um, there's one level and on that sort of surface level you kind of think that there's... Um, problems and a lot of like sort of 
uh, affectations and like kind of weirdness about the older female actress that she's kind of living in her past and blah 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 but actually something happens that kind of changes your perception of her halfway through the film and I think it's well worth watching it was something I watched on Netflix on the train and uh, I was pretty close to doing big tears on the train horrible public tears oh you're joking terrible but it was a good film I highly recommend it okay that sounds that sounds great shall we go into a deep dive don't see why not I've got I've got no no objections your honour then we shall proceed think I'll probably double check that okay Ian what is an alien <sighs> <laughs> Uh, Ollie, <laughs> I don't know. You always ask me these questions I'm unprepared for. It's a, it's a being that is um, not of known type, I think is the most like broad way of talking okay. about it. The way that we generally talk about aliens, though, is that they're not creatures from our documented Planet. biology on Earth. And they come from up there in the sky. I mean, I know that can be oh. birds. I'm not. I'm not saying it's birds uh, or insects, but like, it's birds, aliens from space. <laughs> okay, like Buzz how, Aldrin on his way back home. How do you want to kick this all off? Well, because at the moment it's a bit of an unknown flying object. Yeah, it's flying into the ears of our listeners. Anyway, um, let's start with fire in the sky. 1993, oh. uh, so because you've been is... talking about stuff coming from up there. Well, this is like the the reason that I wanted to do this particular episode was because of this film. Because it basically fire in the sky. Yeah, it it. Sorry for the tapping in the background there, uh, but I'm just typing it into IMDb. So I'm going to give you the official synopsis first. And I can do that already. The official synopsis. An Arizona logger mysteriously disappears for five days in an alleged encounter with a flying saucer in 1975. Okay. Um, it stars D.B. Sweeney, who's not really known for too much else besides like sort of TV films, TV episodes, and Robert Patrick. And before we get into the rest of it, would you agree or disagree that, I guess because we all know Robert Patrick from The Terminator, yeah, as the T one thousand, maybe this might be a biased opinion because of that reason that you're kind of maybe watching him more. But I do feel that even though DB Sweeney plays uh, the main character Travis Walton, yeah, um, even though he plays the main character, you're really kind of your eyes are on Robert Patrick for most of it. He's yeah, because you're, like, you're like he's cool. He's like a cool logger dude. You might be, I'm not. Mm. He is actually, he's a pretty cool logger dude. And it also stars um, Peter Berg. Now, I didn't know that Peter Berg was an actor as well, so that you know goes to show how much I know. So he's the guy that's doing all these uh, Mark Wahlberg films, these ultra kind of, you know, hard-hitting, realistic uh, well, I say, I say realistic, but um, I just mean gritty. Is he a saint? Uh, so he's doing like Patriots Day, Deepwater Horizon, Lone Survivor, you know, so on and so forth. He he does all those sort of things. So he's he stars in the film as well. So I thought that was, uh, you know, worth bringing up. Okay, um, 
I think I, I watched it. I went into it expecting maybe something different because you set expectations by saying like it was grim and uh, I can't remember the other words that you used. But I kind of I watched it and really all of that is kind of constrained to the last twenty minutes maybe. Um, ish, yeah. Ish, yeah, maybe half hour. Yeah. Um, so. I think maybe I had a weight of expectation on me in watching it. Tell us why it's so important to you, Ollie. Well, I think it affected a generation, really. Um, It's one of those... No, I mean, I'm being serious. It's a little bit like... I don't know if you remember, if you're you're maybe a little bit too... Don't take this in an offensive way, Ian. You may be a little bit too young for this, but there was a programme called Ghost Watch um, that came on, I think it was BBC... Um, and it was basically like a live seance, and they basically tricked a whole nation and, and scared the bejesus out of all of Great Britain um, with this with this program. They tricked a nation into buying invisible watches. <laughs> but yeah, basically, it was it was a massive thing. It got so many complaints. It got you know, um, it, it was crazy. But also crazy, not in quite a similar way, but. Fire in the Sky had that sort of similar effect because I think a lot of people remember it being on the TV at, at some particular point on a Saturday night. Um, and it and it was just one of those films that, you know, it just affected you when you were when you were young. So I might have watched it when I was like 11 or 12 and it just stayed with me. I think it's one of these films that if I ask somebody my, my age who's seen it about you know, fire in the sky, it's the same sort of thing. It's like, oh yeah, that film like really freaked me out when I was younger. I think you um, can kind of see a, why. a statement that's kind of true for all of, or a lot of the ones that I've started looking into is, um, and the same with the X-Files as well, is that they all came along in a time in the mid nineties where um, conspiracies were wicked because you didn't have a way of immediately going and proving that they were wrong. Yeah. Um, it was just the right amount of info and like programs on TV, like Strange but True in the UK, um, where you know they'd end most things by saying, "And some say, da 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 da," and you're like, "Hmm, wow, some say that must be true." And the thing that messes you up as a child, and I actually thought it was still really well done to this day, uh, was that they show you what's happened to him, and it's it's one of the grimmest depictions of of like alien abduction that I think I've seen or I don't know if there is is a grimmer one I mean maybe under the skin I think you might say might be you know a bit grimmer but it was just so it's well darker. done I don't know if it's more grim uh, but yeah it's just it's very well done um, it, it looks amazing and actually watching it I was trying to these aliens are kind of dragging him down this alien corridor and he's sort of suspended above the floor and there's lots of things spinning around. It's all anti-gravity and the way that they film it is all kind of very weird and alien. It's all desolate. It's all kind of ruined. It's all slimy. It's just very barren and bleak. And it's it's just it's just very, very well done. And it's not kind of like this clean, sterile alien experimentation that you might normally see. It's very dirty and gross and grim. And I just think that that really makes it sort of you know, stand apart from anything else. It's actually the director of photography from The Matrix, Bill Pope. And I think you can kind of tell because the film looks, I think, really good. 
is sort of Spielberg mm. Spielberg esque for most of it. Yeah, some parts are. I kind of felt that the logging scenes kind of look a little bit like um, Michael Cimino. You know, the Deer Hunter. Yeah. The town scenes in the Deer Hunter before they leave there. There's a lot of like these wide shots of like sort of forested towns, and then when it goes to the alien ship part, you can kind of get the Matrix vibes from it. There's a bit of trivia about it here before we move on to autopsy stuff okay. and how grim it gets. It says here, the real-life Travis Walton actually came up with his abduction story two weeks after the television release of The UFO Incident, 1975, which depicts oh. the case of Betty and Barney Hill. This led cognitive psychologist Susan Clancy to argue that this film influenced Walton to present his own alleged abduction story. So that's one way of looking at it, but it's just coincidental perhaps that he mentioned it two weeks after this film came on TV who knows uh, it, I mean would, would you say would it get a recommendation off yourself the film yeah. or the no, UFO incident the, the film, film. The, the fire in the sky I'd recommend this film um, but just that the real life story may well have been influenced by a film itself okay Meta. Wow. Um, so, Ian, let's get on to autopsy stuff. Yeah, or just abductions or whatever, yeah. So, yeah, abduction stuff. Um, so it's sort of like, abductions are good. Because um, it's sort of like, the appeal to like, well, I don't know. Sort of like our sick nature quite likes it, I suppose. On screen. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Um it makes well, it makes sense within the context of like aliens because they want to know what humans are all about, okay. so they want to like you know fiddle with yeah. us, find out what we're how we tick. Uh, it's kind of horrific because they're violating us, yeah. And there's a lot of bread for how bad the stuff could get. So, how bad could it go, Ollie? What's from, what's the worst thing that you reckon could happen if you were abducted by an alien? Well, I've I've got to think about what they might be wanting to achieve. Um, I mean, the, the main thing I'll be worried about is is the kind of gross noises and sort of chewing and slurping, and because I don't I don't like all that stuff anyway. And I imagine that probably aliens are are less polite than most people, and they're probably really noisy eaters. Um, so that that'll do my head in for a start. Wow, wow. Uh, that's a low that's a low expectation that you. It's have a low blow for alien kind. <laughs> Um, so I guess I guess they want to know what we're made of and not not in a kind of like you know Britain's strongest man you know how much can we lift or or something like that Um, but literally what are we made of so I guess you know sample taking might be somewhat grim slash fine Um, but yeah I imagine I imagine probably taking of the various bodily samples you know, yeah. might be so might be the worst. They, they might want to know about our senses, so they'll have our eyes, our ears, our working to working to the limit. Yeah, and well, no, they'll maybe just have them, like use an apple corer to rip them out or something. <laughs> why, why would they do that? Just so they can take them and have a look at them. What did we do with like you know? dead bodies and stuff like three four hundred years ago we kind of took them and then made models of the insides of them and that's so true they'd be studied so i don't know maybe they wouldn't be thinking the exact same way as we would but they might might do that i don't know what's the worst that can happen they could give you a bad haircut 
We want to take some samples of your hair. I think I think surely the worst the worst thing has got to be, you know, being a, an alien host. Seeing it, they'll be like, "Should we see if we can get an alien to grow inside this person?" Oh, like a uh, alien. Yeah, like alien. Yeah, but they're like, you know, oh. And the worst thing would be is if you can see that they're like really incompetent aliens. <laughs> and, and that you can see that there's like about 50 or 60 sort of failed attempts and you're like for fuck's sake yeah that that'd be the yeah, worst yeah that'd be pretty bad yeah that's fair I like that one that's a good okay. one okay um, so, some of the others I had were just if you got a piercing where you really didn't want one yeah like where would be the worst um, fingernail knob what if you wanted one though Ollie, have you got a knob piercing? No, but I'm just saying, what if you... Seem to have hit, what if you wanted one? Seem to have hit a nerve there. Well, you'd, you'd hope that they, they wouldn't hit a nerve because you might lose all your feeling and that'd be... Bloody nightmare. Um, <laughs> be literally a bloody nightmare. So how, um, how could you get off lightly? What, what do you think the best, the best thing that could happen if you were, you were abducted? What was the best scenarios? Um, sex? Tits. <laughs> I don't know really. Oh, here um, we go. I've got a. What do you mean, here we go? Just that you don't know. <laughs> Just, you know. I actually don't know. For, for this one, for um, an autopsy or abduction, I don't know what the best outcome would be. Just that you return home and everything's fine. A little bit like. Um, Flight of the Navigator, where he goes off, okay. he falls, he falls down a hill, he goes off on a ship for a bit, and then comes back and like returns to his parents. But I guess the bad bit about that is there's the sort of uh, shipwrecked scenario of, um, sorry, castaway scenario okay. of uh, everything else has moved on in the meantime. But he's remained eight years old or whatever it is. <laughs> so that would be uh, that would be almost ideal. Yeah, it's, it's quite like, grim, like, really, isn't it? When you think about it. Everyone else is older, but I'm still an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> um, I've got and, I've got uh, a couple for you. See if you see if you think these scenarios are are okay. Uh, so the aliens have abducted me specifically for giving them ideas for like films and books and songs and stuff because the aliens have run out of media on their planet and they're they're after. You know, so I could just say, I could give them the story for like, you know, Lord of the Rings or something, and they'd be like, "That's amazing," yeah. and I'll be like, oh. "Where'd all come from?" And I'll be like, "Tell you what, I've got this one called Star Wars. I think you might like it. It's really good." I could just be there for ages, and they'd be like, "More, more, more," um, and they'd just come keep more, getting more, me, and then more, I could more. like sort of work out terms and conditions, so I could get you know pay or. You know, something like that. You know, I could turn it into a good, a good little learner. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Uh, alien taste testers. What, what so they're they're getting me on their spaceship to taste test uh, delicious alien cuisine. Or not so delicious. Well, I mean, you got to take the rough with the smooth. And that's literally <laughs> one of the things that they yeah. say. <laughs> the aliens do, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're talking an alien language but some sort of cov or Scottish accented alien <laughs> just pipes up from the back yeah man you gotta take that off with a smooth eh 
What is the best thing that could come of an alien visit? Probably Cocoon. The film Cocoon. You, okay. are, you aware, are you aware of the film Cocoon? I'm aware of the film Cocoon. I'm just going to give you um, the uh, official synopsis. Um, can you give me one second, Ollie? Yeah. When a group of trespassing seniors swim in a pool containing alien cocoons, what? they find themselves energised with youthful vigour. So this is actually directed by little Ronnie Howard. And, okay, and wearing his baseball cap. And you know, you can only buy it, I think, on disc. You can't watch it on Netflix, you can't stream it on Amazon Prime. So I really wanted to watch this one because I remember when I was small... Um, I really like this film. I always thought it was quite good. Basically, um, the elderly people, you know, go for a, a lovely little swim, um, and they end up basically getting infinite lives. They're just like you know, invincible cheat code. Uh, they can't die. The perfect swim. The perfect swim. Uh, and, and in the end, I think the aliens actually <laughs> sort of they all like go out on a boat, and the aliens like come and live with us. It's all fine, honestly. Um, and the little kids are like, no, grandma, granddad, don't go, don't go. And they're like, yeah, but we've got to go because, you know, we're going to live forever and it's probably better to not live on Earth forever if you think about it. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 quite a good, it's quite a good film, but I think that's probably the best scenario. Um, I like the way you described that there at the end. Like, like they were saying that whole last sentence in a big, long shout from like a ship that was leaving. Like... And if you think about it, it probably is better not to be on air. Uh, I've got some <laughs> no no chance for a response. I've got some um, some parents guide which I think you'll like. Um, so this is a scene okay. that stars uh, Steve Guttenberg. Okay, so uh-huh. a man, Steve Guttenberg, and a female alien <laughs> who is adopting the form of a human at the time are alone in a swimming pool. It is implied that they are both naked and about to have sex. However, hubba hubba. Exactly. How? But Ian, just listen, right? You you may be thinking, oh, it's Gutenberg. He's definitely going to have sex. That's what you're thinking. Yeah. However, as the man advances on her, she tells him to stop and to go to the other end of the pool. He does as he is told without any fuss. And it is made very clear that the man has respect for the alien woman's feelings. She is then seen to be <laughs> summoning up a large ball of light and she shoots it at the man. It hits him in the chest and you see him glowing with ecstasy. The alien woman explains uh, that they call this sharing themselves with each other. But I think she's basically wow. hadoukened him in a sex way. I think Hadouken is. Um, is that the uppercut? Japanese for. No, that's just Japanese that's for sharing myself with you, <laughs> Ken. So yeah, they yeah. Know. I think I maybe have um, mixed up, um, not mixed up, but I think I have a mental image of a complete blend of cocoon and uh, batteries not included in my head from my childhood. Okay. Um, batteries not included is a film. Which I think is exec produced by Steven Spielberg. The Spielberg. Uh, official synopsis is: 
Spielberg. Apartment block tenants seek the aid of alien mechanical life forms to save their building from demolition. Okay. Um, so basically, like a couple of old people, and then uh, some other tenants that have decided to stick around, all hang out, and then these little uh, critters, sort of saucepan-sized, uh, kind of like critters, like, smash, like UFOs, like the little mash aliens. Yeah, but you are older than me, and I don't actually okay. remember that. I just um, I have seen it since. You know, one of those adverts, uh, one of yeah. those programs <laughs> about what? Yeah, weren't the eighties great? Um, yeah. Oh yeah, you know how you can get like mashed potato, but it was like powder, and you put water in it. It was um, crazy. So one of those. So I really like batteries not included. It's very sentimental and very Spielbergy. Um, so would that, would that be a good thing a, to happen? In alien terms. I don't think it would be... Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because they could see that the um, these people on the apartment block needed help and they saved their building. Okay. So that was good. Some of the other things I had listed here were not related to films, but they were just, uh, they were just good things. Um, they'd be able to improve theme parks, better rides, etc. Yeah, safer. Um, travel, maybe they could help us travel faster. Um, okay, some of the other ones, Galactic Peace... Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if we could start some sort of treaty with them, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, what about interspecies sex? What If you could in- inherit alien genes of some kind, what would they be? Like or if you could pass them on to, skinny your, genes. to your kids. There he is. What traits genes. of an alien would you want to have? Super strength. Super strength. I guess, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Are aliens known for super Like strength? Superman. Yeah, yeah. Superman, Superman yeah, is an alien. Yeah, he's an alien, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Literally. Uh, quick question before we move on to the next film then. Um, are they always naked? Are aliens always naked? I think, I think yeah. yeah, they might not have the concept of clothes. That's true. Hmm. Interesting. Because in Fire in the Sky, you see the sort of classic grey alien face. Yeah, but it's a suit. But that's actually a suit. And they've got these weird thumb skinhead things. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and actually in uh, Mars Attacks, they're just like brains inside little costumes. So, I don't know. Some, I mean, most of them, they seem naked. And the more supposedly realistic ones, they look like they're naked most of the time. Uh, how's about E.T.? We'll be very quick, because E.T.'s obviously been very overdone. <laughs> Trouble Child summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his home world. Is he, so, is he friendly, though? Well, yes, he is. What's your conspiracy theory about E.T.? <sighs> What's he doing? Why is he here? He got... He got left behind. Why are they all here? Well, here's the thing. The bit I was going to say, one of my two points really about this is just the intro. I totally forget, and I like I'd seen it. I've seen it, uh, ET probably about ten, twenty oh, times. Big over swear the word of, like, in childhood it, it? and stuff. Eh? Is there a swear word at the start or something that you forgot? No, it's just the whole concept of them arriving and leaving him behind. I never remembered exactly how that played out. And then when I put it on the other night, it was really sort of quite a long sequence. Um, and him squealing, going, because he's been left behind. It's quite sad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was the noise again? 
<laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Um, one other thing. I'll post this, I reckon. Okay. Uh, so by the time people hear it, they'll have seen it. Um, yeah. But this is uh, the audition video that the kid actor that plays Elliot does. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this? Uh, I think I have. Yeah. Uh, really cries on demand. He, yeah, he just really gets into the idea that his little friend's being taken from him. Yeah, and, it's uh, very good. Very it good. It gets wrapped up with um, Spielberg going, all right, you got the job, kid. Have you ever been on the E.T. ride? No. Is it like a riding a raisin? No, you you basically do the bike. You're on the bike riding riding through the woods and away from the feds and Ooh. you do the going past the moon bit. And, uh, <laughs> the feds. Yeah, but basically you end up on another planet at the end with all the other aliens, all the other ETs. Nice one. So on it's a, a bit of a close encounter of the eighth kind at the end of it. Um, but you, you can choose your name and it and one of the aliens goes Oliver oh pretty good yeah, it's pretty good it's pretty good it's it's a life experience that you have to have I've I've got two um, I've got two one star reviews for E.T. Okay. Um, broadly known as one of the best films of all time uh, <laughs> yeah. let's let's a see classic. what these are like uh, I hate to play the heretic <laughs> But this flick is mildly entertaining at best. It was, and is, about as much of a classic as a Cabbage Patch doll or a Tickle Me Elmo. If anything, it's a monument to marketing. Marketing was in capital letters. I should have shouted that. Um, One other one here. Maudlin Tripe. uh, McGriswold in 2007 said, When E.T. first came out, I was an uh, annihilate. Sorry, I'm not going to do the accent. I'll have to just start with my own voice. When ET first came out, I was at a nihilistic, punky point in my life and thought it was absolute dreck. Fine. <laughs> Great. So it was basically too cool for school to begin with. Okay, so it's absolute dreck. Um, the woman who brought me to the film was seeing for her third time, and she was having orgasms of pure bliss and expecting me to feel the same way I was diplomatic after all I wanted to get laid (laughs) no way is he putting this in a review but but it was a real chore to feign the slightest emotion over a squashed head alien and his foul mouth foul mouth child protector this is a review Wow. years later after the film made many top 10 greatest movies of all time lists and at a point where I was more sensitive, I went back and rewatched the movie, trying to see what all the fuss was about. Lord, I really tried, but for the life of me, I just don't get how people have swallowed Spielberg's hook. Uh, and he goes on, but that, I think that's pretty much the. Wow, he really didn't like it because he was just a bit too edgy. Yeah, I just wanted to get sort of his sex on, really. Yeah, yeah, okay. That guy's a dickhead, correct? Okay, I th- let us know in, on Twitter. I, th- I think we're going to have to um, finally just talk about alien invasions um, really quickly because we're we've we've run out of time. Um, oh, Ollie, I've got I've got a whole bit of uh, tube trivia for you. It's going to have to we can have to can it, mate. This is good content. Can we not use it next time? I think we should condense it. I think we should do this now. Okay, all right. Um, I'm just going to quickly run through 
Um, so there's alien invasion movies. So you've got War of the Worlds. I think Bat- is it Battlefield, Los Angeles? You know, you could say that Signs is an alien invasion, although it's a very much flawed alien invasion. But they do invade nonetheless. And I think it's probably my f- one of my favourite alien invasion films. Oh, you know, I know you, you don't feel the same, but I really like it. Um, and things like War of the Worlds as well. Uh, so what's your yeah. favourite alien invasion film? Um, invasion of the Body Snatchers, I think. Which one? It's pretty good. Uh, the original. Uh, the original and the middle one, Invasion with Daniel Craig and Kidman, Nicole Kidman, is uh, the, the le- least good of the three. Um, okay. The other two are very enjoyable anyway. So what we were discussing before this was like... Um, what's the what's the best thing that could come out of an alien invasion um but i think what we need to do first is really define the sort of worst cases okay okay so first of all they could use us for they'd want to use us for fuel okay so they want to use our That's our bodies for fuel pretty bad yeah harvest us um, yeah so they do that so they want to they, green sort of scenario yeah or war of the worlds they put us in those big you know pod nets and they you know, suck us up and use use us as fuel. Um, but maybe, in a good way, they they could use us for, for fuel in a in a in a good way rather than a bad way. Like they they just take all our you know waste, and they're happy with that. And they're like, oh, give us some more of that. Oh, I love all this plastic in this ocean. Oh, yeah, just give us some more of that. Have you got any more of that stuff? What stuff? You yeah, know, the, the the twos, the ones and the two and the threes, and they just take it all and they're like, "Oh, this is brilliant! This is the best planet ever." It'd be like, it'd be like me going to a planet where like they disregard things like root beer and you know, uh, chili heatwave Doritos and things like that, and they're like, "These are shit! These are the worst things ever!" And I'm like, and like middle distance brilliant. challenge runs, middle distance challenge runs and things like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, giving them away. This is just absolutely fantastic. So yeah, it could be could be like that. They you know an invasion. They're like right, we're gonna get this bloody planet. We're gonna take all their fuel, and actually the fuel that they like the most is the the ones, the twos, the threes, the you know and the plastic and the non recyclable goods. If they take the threes though, they'll be they'll soon find out that they're able to do something with our genetics. <laughs> well, it might it might. Um, you know, sort of also dry out. It could do, but there might also be a new strand of like alien pornography that might, you know, that might happen as well. So, <laughs> okay. Um, um, okay, so they might want the ultimate destruction of the planet. Perfect. Yeah, they might, they might just them. be here just to destroy us, like they do in um, Independence Day. They're just like, right, let's just, let's get this place destroyed, move on. <laughs> yeah that's worst case um, but best um, case in that scenario would be that you know they're up for you know repairing it and helping or they're well up for us living on another planet and providing the transport the, the best case scenario on a sort of attack like that would be that they're sort of on a par or slightly less um, advanced as, than us so they're still sort of firing like shit projectiles at us rather than enormous. And it's just teams. funny. It's just funny. And then we kind of stand a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
a hilarious, uh, a hilariously inept invasion. Um, yeah. Okay, so we could be like the predator hunted for sport. Pretty cool. But what I'm saying is that maybe they're just up for sports in general. Oh come on! Like like okay. badminton and you know chess, racing. They're just up for up for sports. And so so anyone who hasn't got a badminton partner, all of a sudden this invasion happens, and they're like right. We like sports, and they think that we don't like sports, but we do. And then all of a sudden, everyone's really happy. Every uh, and again, galactic peace. Galactic peace. Uh, and finally, just absolutely, you know, harvesting the earth of its all its resources, all its oils and minerals and water and everything, just absolutely destroying it in that respect. So that would be another worst case scenario, uh, and that happens in a few films as well. I think that's the that would be the main goal of uh, the aliens in Signs, that they wanted to kind of take all the all the planet's kind of you know resources. Um, mm. The best case, and that would be again that they'd you know they'd just be giving back. You know they'd be like they'd be coming here going, ha ha, yeah, we're going to dump all this crap on your planet, but actually they're dumping stuff that we really are up for. Yeah, they've got like a massive surplus of like waste Doritos and we're like, oh, actually, we quite like Doritos. Or like lithium batteries that last like ages. Yeah. Oh, wicked. (laughs) I mean, it it only fits alien technology. Well, no, but it can be, you know, we'll 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 just get a little, we'll make a connector for it. Okay. So there, there we go. That's that's, that's my um, great invasion. So Ian, I think it's probably time we wrap up with uh, your quader mass and uh, tube quiz. Okay. So uh, this is probably the, and when I was thinking about the films about invasions, this one was one that occurred to me as not so much a an obvious alien style invasion. Uh, in the most traditional sense. So, Quatermass and the Pet is a hammer horror film uh, from 1967. Um, It's also known as Five Million Years to Earth. And the official synopsis is... The official synopsis! A mysterious artefact is unearthed in London. A famous scientist, Bernard Quatermass, is called in... What? ...into to divine its origins and explain its strange effects on people. Um, So... This one is basically the, the the sort of legitimacy is given to it because a couple of guys are doing some work on a new London underground line. As they're working away, they strike on uh, some skeletons and then they hit something that they think initially is like a World War II bomb. Yeah. And then actually, turns out the more experimentation that they do on it, it's actually not what it seems at all. And it doesn't seem of this earth. Okay. And then eventually, when they do manage to unlock what's inside it, what comes out is a giant grasshopper. Basically, a giant grasshopper. Yeah, but it's um, its effect on everybody is that they kind of do a little bit of this um, invasion of the body snatchers, Stepford Wives sort of thing, where everyone sort of becomes a little bit brainwashed. Okay, and that that's quite unnerving. Whatever film it's in when people are just sort of taken over by a power. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Okay. Um, 
So there's a bunch of stuff in it. Uh, the walls in the London Underground in it have got like remnants of posters from a ton of other Hammer Horror fi- films. So you can kind of see like stuff from the Reptile or Dracula, Prince of Darkness, and a bunch of other ones in there. Um, so that got me to thinking about the tube in films. Okay. Wow. Can we do a jingle? Uh... Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that was a great jingle. Um, yep. <laughs> Um, okay, so here's your first clue, and you have to tell me the film that it appeared in. Okay. Two universes, two universes of possibilities play out from this pivotal scene uh, filmed in Waterloo and Fulham Broadway stations. Two universes of possibilities play out. From oh, sliding doors. Sliding doors. Correct. Bing, bing, Al- bing. Alternate universes, and it all comes down to whether she makes it on the train in time. Okay. <coughs> Pretty cool. Okay. Um, question two. You're one for one. A jetpack, an invisible car, and poison darts are all hidden in the depths of a soundstage designed to look like the abandoned Aldwych station. In which movie? It, it, well, it's got to be Bond, surely. I'm going. Surely. I'm going for it's a Pierce Brosnan one. I'm going for the world is not enough. Ooh, die another it's day. Die another, die another day. day. Unlucky. Do I get it? I mean, so, half a point. What do you think at home? Do you think I should get half a point? Yes. Shitty fuck. Um, it's one for two now. So this one. This one. If you get it right, you win. I think. There's only three questions. This is very anticlimactic. Ooh. Well, we'll see. Uh, American which World film? London. You're wrong. No, no, you're go dead on, carry wrong. On, you've carry lost. On, carry on. That was just which film joke. sees a tube? Well, you listen to questions, Oliver. Yeah. Which creep. film sees a tube blast its way onto a street with its stars handcuffed to a handrail? Speed. Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. So that's two for three. That's uh, Speed, which almost all of the scenes were filmed on the Metro Red Line in LA for real, apart from the last one where they burst out into Hollywood, where it's like mainly matte painting and stuff. Um, and it includes bits that are unbuilt. So you see bits in the film where like the unbuilt bits of the tube have just got this sort of like shit scaffolding. Yeah. And you assume that must be something that they just did for the film. Okay. Actually... That was filmed in the part of the underground that was still being worked on for real. Um, so there you go. That's a real fact. And actually, highly recommend a website called seeingstars.com, which has got stuff about locations for films. I was looking at speed, and it literally goes through the entire film and tells you everywhere where things were done. I'm pretty sure it's got lots of other films on there as well. Wow. Uh, okay. Um I think that's just done, but I've just just very quickly I've got a list of uh, alien invasion films, and if we could just get a one word opinion slash yay or nay on each one of them, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read them all, but it's just so that people at home might be like, tell us about some other alien invasion films. You know, you've you've only spoken about three, and one of those isn't even on Netflix or Prime, so you know, just just mention a few more, um, and we'll just see instantly which ones they should gravitate towards so you're ready for this yep I'm ready Arrival great Battleship not seen Annihilation quick hurry um, up 
I that's not really an alien <sighs> invasion film. That's what it says here. Edge of Tomorrow. Good. Enjoyable. The World's End. Oh yeah, cool. Okay, Attack the Block. Love it. Slither. Oh. Can't remember it well enough to comment. The Faculty. Similar. Same. I watched those too long ago. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. (laughs) Uh, Wicked shit. Bad Taste. Great. Love it. Uh, but a bit shit. Cowboys versus aliens. <laughs> Not seen it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> we should watch that. Actually, that's probably banter as fuck. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that that's all I've got. So yeah, there's. I mean, there are some good ones. There's some. There's some. You know, turd ones as well. But uh, you know, there we go. We really should have talked about Under the Skin, but unfortunately we didn't get time. So, if you would like to hear more from the show, or if you'd like us to do an Aliens Part 2... Oh no, we already did one! An Alien Invasions Part 2, then let us know on Twitter. They do want us to. Uh, Let us know on Twitter, at GOF Podcast. We're also on Instagram, at GOF Podcast, so you can leave us comments there. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash guysonfilm. And we've recently moved to Podbean, yeah. so subscribe to us on there, and also just subscribe to us in general on uh, any of your podcast apps. And we'd like to give a shout out to our Swedish fans, oh, since apparently they uh, make up a third of our audience. Pretty amazing. Maybe they're teaching it in sort of Swedish colleges. <laughs> uh, We're on the curriculum. <laughs> So as, soon, as soon as this telling one another what a number three is and exactly be doing it as, as soon as this uh, this episode finishes, the teacher's just like okay, and that is the end of the lesson. Great. Okay. Bye. Bye. And that's the end of the lesson. <laughs>